Dr. D. James Kennedy, pastor, evangelist, broadcaster, Christian statesman, and an inspiration to many, died today. We'll replay an interview with Dr. Kennedy recorded last year here on Jerry Johnson Live, and we'll talk with many who knew him, including Dr. Al Moeller, president of Southern Seminary. This is Jerry Johnson Live from Criswell College. Join us as we look at today's news from the Christian worldview for Christ and culture. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. I have a dream. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Yes. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. We will not tire, we will not falter, and we will not fail. Welcome to Jerry Johnson Live. For the next hour, this is your place for relevant discussion of topics in the news and in our culture from a Christian perspective. Your host is Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Later in the show, we'll open the toll-free lines for your questions and comments. You may also email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson. It's an alien intrusion into the historic uh, background of our nation, and we the unbelievers have done such a great job in uh, selling it that most Americans think it's found in the Constitution. That's Dr. D. James Kennedy on the Jerry Johnson Live program last year, speaking about the wall, the so-called wall of separation between church and state. We're going to play that entire interview at the half hour today. But breaking news today, Dr. D. James Kennedy, the most listened-to Presbyterian minister probably in the history of the world, dead today at age 76. We're going to spend the entire program remembering the life and legacy of Dr. D. James Kennedy, talking to those who knew him best, and trying to draw out some lessons for life and spiritual principles, biblical principles that we can learn from this man's example. And we're going to start with a man who knew him well, Dr. R. Albert Moeller, President of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky, host his own daily radio program, the Al Moeller Program. Dr. Moeller, welcome back to the program. And um, it's a bittersweet day today for those who knew Dr. Kennedy. Would you just tell us about uh, the life and legacy of Dr. Kennedy? How do you evaluate this man and his ministry? Well, it is always good to be with you, Jerry, and it is a bit bittersweet today. You know, hearing uh, those uh, those words, the voice of Dr. Kennedy, I was just reminded again of how much uh, we're going to miss that voice. Yes. And uh, one of the most instantly recognizable voices uh, in the Christian world. You know, here was a man who had been an Arthur Miller dance instructor, <laughs> Arthur M- Murray, a dance instructor in the, the Tampa area. He heard Barnhouse on the radio preaching the gospel and came to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. He was mm. called to the ministry, uh, went to Columbia Seminary, then went down to Florida as a church planter in 1959 and uh, planted what became known as the Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church. It grew into one of the largest Presbyterian congregations in North America very quickly. You know, uh, I grew up just down the street from Coral Ridge. Uh, my life has been intersected with that church in so many different ways and with Dr. Kennedy. In the article I posted at my website at albertmuller.com today as a tribute to Dr. Kennedy, I point to a couple of things. First of all, 
when I was about 12 or 13 years old, they built that great sanctuary, you know, a 300-foot yes. uh, tower. Uh, big, bold statement of, of <laughs> Christian witness there on, on uh, U.S. Highway 1 in Fort Lauderdale. And I'll never forget, just as a young man, seeing the words inscribed on the wall of that church, excellence in all things and all things to God's glory. That's good. And uh, that really was the motto of his ministry, and uh, I, I'll admit I've taken it to, in so many ways as my own, but that's where I got it. It, uh, it was re- literally written into the wall of the church. And, uh, you know, I learned personal evangelism in so many ways from Dr. Kennedy through evangelism explosion. Uh, my church, uh, Southern Baptist Congregation, First Baptist Church of Pompano Beach, right down the road, was uh, one of the first congregations with that. And, uh, you know, as a teenager, I learned how to share my faith by, you know, those, those very famous two questions as uh, a way of introducing the gospel. Uh, Dr. Kennedy, when I was a teenager, gave me time. He had a, a, a big personal influence in my life. I had some big questions about the big issues of Christian faith. Uh, basically, I, I needed some apologetic help, and he gave it to me. He talked theology to me. As, as I wrote my article today, he talked, and I was hooked. Uh, he was the first theologian I ever really ca- came to meet, and I believe that a part of what God used in calling me to be a theologian was the uh, ministry of, of Dr. Kennedy. You know, Jerry, it's a, it's a personal thing, too, and uh, Mary, my wife, was valedictorian of Westminster Academy, which was uh, Dr. Kennedy's school established, uh, Christian Worldview yes. uh, School, K-12. through 12. Uh, I've, uh, I've, I've spoken at Knox Theological Seminary, you know, a seminary he established there right across the street from the church. And so, you know, our lives have been intertwined in so many different ways. He came here to Southern Seminary, and it may have when you were here. I was there, yes. He preached in chapel. And uh, while he was in chapel, he turned to me, and he had tears in his eyes, very visibly. And uh, he turned to me, and he said, I have never heard so many men sing hymns together. Mm. And uh, as I wrote in my article, you know, he's uh, he's with that great host now, uh, a chorus greater than any found on earth. And uh, one of the amazing things is just to imagine how many people are there with him because of a direct impact of his ministry. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. We're talking to Dr. Al Moeller of Southern Seminary about the death of D. James Kennedy today at age 76 has passed on. Uh, Dr. Moeller, one other question. You know, this man was a Presbyterian and uh, a Reformed theologian, but he was also very aggressive in evangelism and social action. A lot of times people think reform theology doesn't go with evangelism. Reform theology doesn't go with social action. What's your evaluation of this mix? You know, he was the perfect proof that, uh, that those things do go together. I mean, first of all, he held to a conversionist theology. He knew that he was lost when he heard the gospel. He came to know the Lord Jesus Christ. He wanted others to know the same. He was absolutely convinced that the Lord who had saved him had commanded Christians to share their faith, to call others to faith in Christ. You know, Evangelism Explosion is the the most widely used church-based evangelism program that it is said in the history of the Christian church. And it is because he was fueled with this great evangelistic passion that was really fired by the fact that he knew that this was a sovereign God who brought glory to himself through the salvation of sinners. He knew that uh, the Christians had a responsibility in this world. And uh, that is what really was the undergirding factor in his uh, political engagement on the issues of the day. You know, Jerry, as a teenager, again, he introduced me to Francis Schaeffer, and and before Francis Schaeffer was even really that famous. And uh, Jim Kennedy, and I've never called him that, 
Dr. D. James Kennedy, it was always an intimidating uh, uh, figure in my life. Uh, you know, he was talking about the atrocity of abortion and the need for addressing those issues in the law long before most uh, evangelical Christians are awakened to it. So we're really all in his debt. Dr. Al Moeller, president of Southern Seminary, my seminary, and also go to this blog today, www.albertmoeller.com. Excellence in all things, all things to God's glory, a great tribute to the legacy of Dr. James Kennedy. Thank you, Dr. Moeller. We look forward to having you back. It's always great to be with you, Jerry. God bless you. All right. One of the um, many accomplishments of Dr. D. James Kennedy was starting a seminary, and we're going to talk to someone right now, Penna, who knows all about that. Well, Dr. E. Calvin Beisner is Associate Professor of Historical Theology and Social Ethics at Knox Theological Seminary, which is in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It's a seminary established by Dr. Kennedy. He's also a ruling elder in the Presbyterian Church in America. He's a prolific author. Dr. Beisner, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me on. This is a uh this is a historic day, and I really appreciate your your uh, tribute to Dr. Kennedy. Well, it is an historic day, and we appreciate you joining us. Tell us how he influenced your life. Well, you know, I, I suppose uh, a great anecdote would be to refer to when I first came down here to Knox to interview for a position. Uh, your listeners may not be terribly familiar with Fort Lauderdale and South Florida as far as the moral culture is concerned. But on the drive from the airport up to Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church and the seminary, we passed, uh, I believe it was seven different, uh, well, uh, shall we say, nightclubs hmm. <laughs> where uh, clothing was not particularly uh, uh, prevalent. Yes, and <clears throat> signs were quite prominent. And uh, I, when I interviewed with Dr. Kennedy, I said, Dr. Kennedy, on the way from the airport to here, I passed these seven places. Now, I have three young sons. Would you please tell me why I would want to bring my sons to be raised up in this sort of an area? And he looked me straight in the eyes, and he said, where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. Now, Dr. Beisner, what are you going to do? Sit off in the corner and curse the darkness, or come and help us make a difference? <laughs> that was his message to other Christians nationwide and really worldwide, wasn't it? Yes, I, I, was, I was ashamed, and I was, I was uh, deeply convicted. And, of course, uh, I did wind up coming here. And it's been a, it's been a privilege to teach <clears throat> at the seminary that he founded, to see uh, the, the, the tremendous commitment to theological orthodoxy and simultaneously to a really, really aggressive evangelism, personal evangelism of a loving sort. Uh, many listeners probably aren't aware, but Dr. Kennedy often turned down speaking uh, invitations where he would speak to thousands of people at a time because he was absolutely committed every Thursday night to being here to take two trainees out with him to people's homes to present the gospel one-on-one. -on -one. He saw personal evangelism 
as so important that he would turn down an opportunity to speak to thousands of people simultaneously to do it one-on-one. Dr. Beisner, one of the things I noticed about him uh, as we read the tributes that are so prevalent today is that he was the pastor of one church, the church he founded, for 48 years. All of the ministries that he established grew out from that church, and he never left it, yet he had this worldwide influence. What does that say to you? Well, it says to me that he's a man who was dedicated to the people of God. He was dedicated to a long-term ministry among them. He was not into moving from place to place. He ministered the Word of God week in and week out to the congregation. And the, the fruit of that became clear. This congregation has provided hundreds and hundreds of ministers, um, scores and scores of Christian leaders of other sorts who've gone on beyond this location. Um, the, the, the ministries that have been spun off from Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church, Evangelism Explosion, the D. James Kennedy Center for Christian Statesmanship, Center for Reclaiming America, Knox Theological Seminary, uh, Truths That Transform Radio broadcast, uh, broadcast, Coral Ridge Hour. We could go on. It's, it's just an amazing thing. It's, it's a very unusual legacy. And yet here was a man who truly was a humble man. I, I was not prepared for that when I came down here. His reputation is so huge that I had expected a man who was very uh, self-confident. Well, he was Christ-confident, but he mm-hmm. was a very humble man. Dr. Beisner, I've got a question. Dr. Kennedy was a Presbyterian. He was a Reformed theologian, yet he had this great evangelism emphasis and uh, you're a professor of social ethics, I know, and have been involved uh, in looking at uh, environmentalism and so forth. Uh, he was also involved in social action, and a lot of people don't put reform theology and evangelism, reform theology and social action together. Uh, what do you learn from that? Well, in addition, I'm a, I'm a professor of church history. And I sort of chuckle when I hear people uh, talk that way, and I'm sure you do, Jerry, because the truth is that in the history of the Christian Church from the Reformation forward, Reformed people have been at the very forefront of both evangelism and social action. We've got and to Dr. go with Kennedy that. Was a perfect example of that. Well, I'm sorry we've got a hard break here. Dr. Calvin Beisner of Knox Theological Seminary, thank you for being with us today. Thank you. God bless you, Jerry. All right, folks, one of the giants of the faith, dead at age 76. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So he is very much alive in spirit. Dr. D. James Kennedy will remember him. Later in the program, an exclusive interview Dr. Kennedy did last year on this program at the half hour. You don't want to miss it. We'll take your calls coming up in the next segment. A legacy of equipping believers, training leaders to be effective in their walk with Christ. That heritage continues at the Christmas College in Dallas, and you can see it firsthand. Thursday, September 13th, come to Preview Day and learn how an education at the Criswell College will prepare you for a future of ministry and a lifetime of service. The Criswell College will grow you spiritually and academically and focus your Christian worldview. Come meet the professors, have lunch, and with two sessions, pick from a list of classes to observe firsthand and ask any questions you may have. 
Your reservation is waiting for Preview Day, September 13th. Call 800-899-0012. That's 800-899-0012. And you'll find more details on the web at chriswell.edu. Take advantage and see the worldwide opportunities the Criswell College can afford you as a full-time student or with classes to round out a biblically-based education. Call 800-899-0012 and reserve your place at Preview Day at the Criswell College in Dallas. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. We should try to get Christians involved in the cultural mandate. Christians should be involved in politics. They should run for office. They should support candidates of their choice. They should be involved in teaching in our schools. They should be involved in libraries. They should be involved in the arts. They should be involved in every aspect of culture, and we should move that culture back toward a godly foundation and thus make a tremendous impact upon the country. Dr. D. James Kennedy speaking about Christians being salt and light in our culture, salt and light for the Lord Jesus Christ. Dr. James Kennedy died today. He was age 76, but he being dead yet speaketh. And there are many of those kinds of recordings you can hear out there. In fact, at the half hour, we're going to play an entire interview that I did with him last year. You don't want to miss that. Stay tuned. We want your calls, your reflections on the life and ministry of Dr. D. James Kennedy. The number is 800-881-9270. 800-881-9270. We're evaluating this giant. He was a giant in broadcasting, in evangelism, in social action, in theology, in church building. We're evaluating his life and his legacy, talking to some of his friends. And right now we have on the line Dr. Ligon Duncan, senior minister, senior pastor of First Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. Dr. Duncan was also the moderator of the General Assembly of the Presbyterian Church in America, uh, 2004 to 2005. Dr. Kennedy was a Presbyterian. Dr. Duncan, welcome to the program. Thank you, Dr. Johnson. It's a pleasure to be with you. Tell us what you know of the man, D. James Kennedy. My brothers probably know him personally better than, than I do, having spent more time with him on different projects. My, my, both my brothers work with Ligonier Ministries and have had delightful conversations with him over the years. But um, it's been my privilege, especially in the last 10 years, to spend some time with Jim Kennedy, and what I love about the man is that he combined a passion for evangelism and a passion for truth. And as you know, because you're an an academic and you lead an institution of, of higher learning and are committed to Christian theology, very often in the Christian life you find people that are really good at evangelism, really interested in seeing people come to faith in Christ, but they're not necessarily really good in the area of discipleship. And then you see some guys that are really good in discipleship, they're really into truth, but they're not necessarily committed to evangelism. And in Jim Kennedy, you had a man that loved to see people come to faith in Christ, and he loved to see them built up in the truth. And that's a very attractive combination. Yes. Dr. Duncan, this is Penna Dexter. You know, the other part of that also has to do with the idea of the culture wars. He was very involved in them. His uh, commitment to evangelism and theology did not preclude also commitment to encouraging people to fighting those battles, did it? You're exactly right. And uh, again, as, as concerned as he was to send out the call of the gospel, he was also very concerned 
to challenge Christians to fulfill their civic duties and to take advantage of the enormous freedoms that we have in this culture uh, in order to live as salt and light as a witness to Christ in our communities. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. We're talking to Dr. Ligon Duncan about the life and legacy of Dr. D. James Kennedy. passed away this morning at age 76. Um, Dr. Duncan, would you say that D. James Kennedy is probably the Presbyterian more than any other um, who preached and uh, influenced more people than any other, I guess, in the history of uh, the Presbyterian denomination. He has certainly got to be a, a handful of Presbyterian leaders in the in the last half century that have reached uh, to uh, to a larger uh, population uh, than 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 any others that I can think of. And and of course, his through evangelism explosion, uh, the ministry that he started at Coral Ridge many, many years ago, just as a local church method of evangelism uh, reached just a few years ago. Uh, every country in the world with um, with people doing training in that method of evangelism, uh, and consequently through that, reached millions and millions of people even outside of the United States. And then, of course, on with regard to a television audience, he was early on as a Presbyterian um, out front in terms of the use of the media, and so he preached to millions and millions. I think the the website uh, uh, of of Coral Ridge or of the D. James Kennedy TV Ministries indicates that uh, statistically he was he was preached more people on television than any other Presbyterian. So he's certainly amongst a handful of, of Presbyterian leaders in the last fifty years that had the widest influence. You've been involved in theological education. Uh, we've seen uh, this year uh, some giants go on, Adrian Rogers, Jerry Falwell, D. James Kennedy. Uh, what are the life lessons for our young preachers and teachers and Christian leaders, uh, particularly that you draw from the life of Dr. Kennedy? Well, one that I've just been rejoicing in over the last few hours and really thinking about now for a few weeks, I mean, Dr. Kennedy's not been well for a long time, um, is it, I'm, I'm so grateful that he gave us the legacy of a man that finished well. And, you know, you yes. think it's the same thing with, with Dr. Rogers. Uh, you know, so often we see leaders in public eye, the media is very seductive, the power, the influence, the wealth that goes with it. We see leaders that do not finish well. And I'm so thankful to the Lord that we have the testimony in this man, a man who crossed the line, who fought the good fight, who finished the race. And what a huge, huge message that is for young ministers, for Christians everywhere. We want to finish well and honor our Savior in the way we die. Dr. Ligon Duncan is pastor of the First Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. Thank you for being with us, and we hope to have you back sometime. It's my joy. All right, folks, what do you remember, appreciate? What lessons have you learned from the life and legacy of Dr. D.J. Kent? The number is 800-881-9270, 800-881-9270. And remember, we have an exclusive interview with Dr. Kennedy from last year, right here on Jerry Johnson Live. We're going to play that at the half hour. Right now, we've got Charlie on the line, on the telephone. Charlie, thank you for calling. What do you remember? What do you know about Dr. D. James Kennedy? Thank you for taking my call. I never met the man personally, but I was greatly impacted uh, by his message on evangelism. It, it taught me uh, to get outside the walls of the building 
in order to work uh, the outside. Uh, I also like to stand on stating that Christians can uh, work in politics. We should be out there. And I think that was one of the things that gave me an incentive to run in my area. Uh, I'm, I'm an elected official, and just from listening to Dr. Kennedy, I was greatly impacted by him. And he showed me, an, through his teaching, an awareness uh, of waking up. And it, and it let me know just exactly you know, who I was and what I could do and be in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, thank you. That's a great testimony, Charlie. You know, again, he um, was interesting that he mixed evangelism with social action. And a lot of people think those are mutually exclusive categories. They cannot go together. They'll say, oh, the church cannot be involved in social action. It's all about the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And for Kennedy, it was both. We've got another caller on the line. John from Louisville has been holding a while. John, thank you for calling. What's your memory of Dr. Kennedy? I honestly can't say that I have a memory. I, I know of him, but not come personally. And um, uh, being a, a Baptist back, background, I didn't follow him. My my comment really is that um, with people like him, himself uh, having passed on, and you mentioned some others, and Billy Graham um, not being in the best of health, um, who's going to step up and uh, take their place and, you know, step into their shoes and get the job done as well as they have. Um, we need to be looking for people that um, are, have done just as good of a job. Hey, thank you, John. You know, I think that's true. Where are these kinds of leaders uh, in the Church of Tar? I hope some of them are at Criswell College. That's why we're committed to training young men and women to know the Word of God, to handle it, to build churches, to do missions, to get involved in the culture. And uh, we're training a generation here of culture warriors at Criswell College but uh, I am hopeful that the Lord will raise up more leaders like this. You know, hanging around this college, I am confident that the leaders will be uh, uh, really rise to the top, and the Lord always has his leaders. And, you know, Dr. Kennedy was, was concerned about that, too. As we heard, he was about training young leaders, and I think that is the kind of attitude that uh, a great leader has, and he was certainly an example of that. All right, we've got James on the line from the Colony. James, thank you for calling. Uh, what's your comment, Dr. James Kennedy? Well, I just wanted to comment on the great work that Dr. Kennedy did with uh, helping uh, instruct people such as myself in understanding the Christian worldview versus basically all other worldviews. And he, he very succinctly was able to uh, make, a, make a very clear picture of how evolution, communism, basically any uh, uh, humanism are all get uh, basically the same thing. They're all anti-God, and the Christian uh, worldview is the only true worldview. And I would recommend anybody that hasn't really followed or uh, heard of his teaching to go to his website to buy his materials. Uh, his book, uh, Why I Believe, is excellent. Uh, yes, that's a great old book. And I bought that book years book. ago, and uh, I recommend it highly. Well, we're uh, coming up on the half hour Stay tuned. Don't touch that dial because coming up, we have an exclusive interview. You won't hear this anywhere else today or tomorrow on any other station. We have an exclusive interview with Dr. D. James Kennedy that we conducted last year. And you're going to hear him talk about the importance of Christians being involved in culture, in government, in their communities. You do not want to miss that. Dr. D. James Kennedy, dead at age 76. We're remembering him today. What 
are the life lessons from this man and his ministry about evangelism, reform theology, social action, ending well, serving one church for 48 years. This is Jerry Johnson Live with Penn and Dexter from Criswell College. We'll be right back with that interview with Dr. Kennedy. Listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, President of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Dr. D. James Kennedy, dead at age 76, went on to be with the Lord today after a long illness and uh, really an evangelical titan, a colossus of a leader. Think of this man, his radio and television broadcast, Truth That Transform. The Coral Ridge Hour, the Kennedy Commentary. Um, he was inducted into the National Religious Broadcasters Hall of Fame some time ago. Uh, evangelism Explosion. That was really a trans-denominational evangelism training program. Hundreds and thousands of people impacted through that ministry. And then starting two schools, Westminster Academy, K-12 through Academy, and then Knox Theological Seminary, an author of many many books. It was my privilege to interview Dr. Kennedy last year. We were talking about an upcoming conference because Dr. Kennedy mixed conservative theology and evangelism with social action, and he was very concerned about the secularization of America. And here is that interview I had with Dr. Kennedy. Well, Dr. Kennedy, I notice you have a conference coming up on Reclaiming America for Christ. You've established the Center for Reclaiming America. And uh, I'd just like to talk to you about the secularization of America and some of the main concerns you have, and then we can, of course, talk about some solution. Where do you, where do you see the problem today, most of all, the schools, the courts, the government, the media? Yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I think you pretty well got it. How did you get fired up about this? Well, I, I don't really recall it. Uh, seems to me all you have to do is read paper, listen to the news, and uh, that's enough to get any patriotic American upset. And I know a number of years ago, and I can't remember what was the particular things, but one after another, the secularists, the atheists, uh, whatever they want to call themselves this week, uh, have been removing one or another part of our Christian heritage in this country, all the way to denying that there was a Christian heritage, uh, denying that this is a nation under God, and denying that there should be prayers in schools or at football games, and one thing after another, getting rid of in God we trust, until we have a totally secularized and non-Christian or anti-Christian form of life in this country. I know, because of spending a lot of time studying the founding of this nation, that that's not the way they founded it. And uh, we've just not been willing to sit back and do nothing, but a number of years ago we, we established an effort to try to renew the awareness of American people that this was a nation created under God, 
and uh, that it was based upon Christian uh, moral and ethical teachings, and we are trying to simply bring those back to the uh, awareness of the American people. You know, I'm a Baptist, and unfortunately we have some conservative, evangelical, Bible-believing Baptists, and we have our our left wing as well, and and they buy in sometimes to this separation of church and state mantra. I think a lot of Christians are intimidated by that that slogan. Could you talk to our listeners about where that comes from and uh, how correctly we should view our nation's heritage? Well, if you're going to review it historically, you're not going to find much about the separation of church and God. In fact, I've often said that we're told that this is what the First Amendment teaches, the separation of church and God. And yet, if you look at the First Amendment, there are only a few problems for them. One, it doesn't mention separation. It doesn't mention the church. It doesn't mention God. It doesn't mention anything. It doesn't mention a wall. So there's no wall of separation between church and God found in the First Amendment or in any other part of our Constitution. It's an alien intrusion into the historic uh, background of our nation, and we, the unbelievers, have done such a great job in uh, selling it that most Americans think it's found in the Constitution. On the other hand, what are some of the key indicators that actually there was an acknowledgment of God by the state in the, in the early years of our country? Oh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, in fact, it was John Quincy Adams that said uh, that the great uh, goal or desire, the success of the, uh, pro- of the American Revolution was that it united in one indissoluble bond the principles of government and the principles of Christianity. So that instead of separating them, they united them inseparably. Well, the atheist skeptics and unbelievers of every kind have spent the last 40 years trying to separate the inseparable. My guest is Dr. D. James Kennedy. He is the founder of Coral Ridge Ministries, Knox Theological Seminary, and the Center for Reclaiming America. He has one of the best Uh, broadcasting ministries on television. If you want to hear the Word of God preached and issues of the day uh, analyzed, Uh, Dr. Kennedy, you're having this conference for Naming America for Christ. We're going to talk to David Gibbs, I think, tomorrow about what he's saying at the conference. But what do you believe the solution is? We've talked about the secularization of America. Um, How do you think we can turn back? Uh, What does the church need to do? Well, I think we need to get back to the two principal things that God commands us to do in His Word. And one of them is to fulfill the Great Commission. Obviously, every Christian knows that, to preach the gospel to every creature. And the second thing, which is mostly forgotten today, is to fulfill what is called the cultural mandate, whereby we try to bring to bear upon the culture what the Scriptures teach. And uh, God told us right from the very beginning, and in uh, Genesis 1.28, that uh, we're to do that very thing. And we're to uh, take the commandments of God concerning our culture and make them appropriate to every aspect of our culture. Today, most Christians, they, 
they don't want to get involved in culture. I remember years ago somebody said, you don't actually think Christians ought to get involved in politics, do you? And I said, no, of course not. We should leave it to the atheists and the unbelievers. Otherwise, we Christians wouldn't have anything to complain about. We would really rather complain than do anything about it, wouldn't we? I'm afraid that's all too true. But what one, we need to get Christians involved in filling the, fulfilling the Great Commission, leading people to Christ. And uh, we have been certainly trying to do that. One of our ministries, Evangelism Explosion, in the first uh, five years of this decade, has led almost 25 million people to Christ That's worldwide. Great. And secondly, we should try to get Christians involved in the cultural mandate. Christians should be involved in politics. They should run for office. They should support candidates of their choice. They should be involved in teaching in our schools. They should be involved in libraries. They should be involved in the arts. They should be involved in every aspect of culture, and we should move that culture back toward a godly foundation and thus make a tremendous impact upon the country. Doc- it's amazing the difference that that will make. Dr. Kennedy, a final question. Do you see any positive trends that give you hope for spiritual renewal, renaissance, revival, reformation, whatever you want to call it? I certainly do. I'm actually very optimistic. Uh, For example, I just mentioned one of our ministries in five years has led about 25 million people to Christ worldwide. That's encouraging. Uh, Secondly, uh, one of the people that works in Washington for... Uh, one of our ministries told me a number of years ago that in 1990, note the figures, 1990, they could only find five members of the House of Representatives in Washington, D.C., who would indicate that they were born-again Christians, that is, that they were genuine, regenerate Christians. Five out of 435. And then by 2000, ten years later, that five had grown to 100. By 2002 election, it had grown to 225. What happened in 2004, I don't really know, but I would imagine that it's grown to somewhere about two, about about 150 uh, people in the House of Representatives that are genuine Christians. And uh, you can tell this now by the way that oftentimes they are voting. And I think that you're going to see in another six, eight years, that that is going to be a majority of the House. And then there are going to be some tremendous changes in our nation. And that's why it's important not only to be involved in the Great Commission, but in be involved in the cultural mandate as well. And we're working at that, and little by little, step by step, we're making tremendous gains. That is Dr. D. James Kennedy, and that interview is something to keep in the Jerry Johnson Live archives. It's really a treasure. It's great to hear him cover really all the bases. And, you know, Dr. Johnson, we talked about his legacy, and he just mentioned some of the positive trends. Now, of course, you always have setbacks in government, but uh, the evangelism on the evangelism front and I'm quoting him, he said, if the trend of evangelism and the growth and the number of evangelical Christians in America continues, and he believed it would, he said evangelical Christians will be in the majority sometime in the next decade. And that is one of the legacies, if that occurs, 
of Dr. D. James Kennedy and those he has influenced. I also want to mention something about him, and that is he really played through the pain. He had severe back pain throughout his adult life, and yet he spawned all those ministries and led that great church. And I think that's something that should influence and encourage all of us. When we come back, I'm going to tell you a personal story about a walk that I took with Dr. D. James Kennedy a few years ago, and it was a very revealing walk and talk. This is Jerry Johnson Live with Pennedexter. We're talking about Dr. D. James Kennedy, dead today at age 76. We'll be right back. A legacy of equipping believers, training leaders to be effective in their walk with Christ. That heritage continues at the Criswell College in Dallas, and you can see it firsthand. Thursday, September 13th, come to Preview Day and learn how an education at the Criswell College will prepare you for a future of ministry and a lifetime of service. The Criswell College will grow you spiritually and academically and focus your Christian worldview. Come meet the professors, have lunch, and with two sessions, pick from a list of classes to observe firsthand and ask any questions you may have. Your reservation is waiting for Preview Day, September 13th. Call 800-899-0012. That's 800-899-0012. And you'll find more details on the web at criswell.edu. Take advantage and see the worldwide opportunities the Criswell College can afford you as a full-time student or with classes to round out a biblically-based education. Call 800-899-0012 and reserve your place at Preview Day at the Criswell College in Dallas. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Yes, uh, Billy, this is Larry Craig calling. You can reach me on my cell. Uh, Arlen Specter is now willing to come out in my defense, arguing uh, uh, that it appears by all that he knows I've been railroaded. Having all of that, we've reshaped my statement a little bit to say it is my intent to resign on September 30. Um, I think it is very important for you to make as bold a statement as you are comfortable with this afternoon, and I would hope you could make it in front of the cameras. I think it would help drive the story uh, that uh, I'm willing to fight, that uh, I've got quality people out there fighting in my defense, uh, and that this thing could take a new turn or a new shape uh, has that potential. All right, that's sound from rollcall.com, and that's a voice message left by Senator Larry Craig. And you remember, he said he was going to resign on Saturday because he was caught um, making advances toward an undercover police officer in a men's restroom in an airport. And now he's trying to wiggle out of this. Uh, but we're in an age of scandal. We're in an age of um, um, hypocrisy. And um, a lot of people in the public eye are getting caught in this or that. And we're today remembering the life and legacy of Dr. D. James Kennedy. And I think this is one of the lessons that um, we can learn from his life and legacy, Penna, and that is that this man uh, had a great radio and television broadcast. He was a published author. He started a college. He started uh, an undergraduate school, uh, a seminary, um, and a political movement. But... With, there's no scandal and no controversy, no character flaw in the public eye that really would discredit 
what he was about and who he was. I think one of the things we've noticed from all the interviews we've done today and just from his life is that uh, it was not about Dr. G. James Kennedy. It was about doing what God had called him to do, advancing the kingdom of God in all these different ways. And it wasn't about building something around himself. And so in that sense, he was just so dedicated to doing God's work. And as you said, uh, there was no scandal associated with him. His daughter, uh, Jennifer Kennedy Cassidy, said this of her father. He walked the talk. She also said he practiced what he preached. And uh, lots of other people are saying the same thing about him. And uh, it's just good today, I think, to just work through this kind of life and ministry of Dr. D. James Kennedy. One of the things that I heard earlier in the program, and was it was news to me, that uh, he had such an influ- uh, influence on Dr. Al Mohler. And Dr. Mohler mentioned a time when he came to Southern Seminary to speak, and it was such a beautiful time. And Dr. Johnson, you were there. Yes, I was serving on the faculty and staff, and I was assigned the responsibility of giving him a tour and Really? Hosting him a couple of hours before he spoke in chapel, and it was a privilege, and we walked around the campus. He was already an elderly man by my standards at that time, Mm -hmm. and uh, I heard that he was a tennis player, but I was surprised as we began to walk around the campus that he was getting tired, and he was out of breath, and uh, he was slow. And actually, I'll have to say that even in the discussions, he seemed to me... Uh, not quick mentally. Uh, I thought he was slow. He seemed like an older person yeah. to me, and that's all right. That and happens. Um, he was a, a very humble man, and I was impressed by that, uh, his humility. But what surprised me and shocked me was by the time we got to chapel and he got up into that pulpit, he was completely transformed. He w- he preached in power. He was mentally alert. Uh, that deep baritone voice that we hear on the air, uh, he really did um, shuck the corn. And Hmm. from the Word of God, he preached in power, and it was a great message for the seminary campus. And it just showed me that he was depending on divine resources, not his human personality or even his physical strength as we walked. But when he got in that pulpit, he was doing something supernatural. And but all preaching should really be that way. We should transcend the human when we get in that pulpit, and it ought to be something that is from God and of God, and he did show that. What are the lessons from Dr. D. James Kennedy, dead today at age 76? Of course, we want to remind everyone that the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so when we say he's dead, we mean his body is dead, but he continues to live, he continues to exist, and actually in a more complete way, in a more fulfilled way, um, with Jesus Christ uh, directly and personally, he is there. But what are the lessons from this man, his life and his legacy? I think one of the lessons is what, what one person can do. One person. And that's a lesson for you. It's a lesson for me out there. Um, you may think, that, you know, what can I do? I'm just one person. Here is one person who wrote many books and influenced millions of people. We've heard that through Evangelism Explosion, they estimate 25 persons have prayed to receive Christ. 25 million. 25 million. Just 25 million people mm-hmm. praying to receive Christ. It's incredible when you think about that. And, of course, starting a K-12 school, starting a seminary, 
Um, it's absolutely fascinating what this one man was able to accomplish. The 48 years at one church, I heard Dr. Kennedy give the testimony of that church, and when he went there, he thought through his great preaching. He was a good preacher. He could build it. He did not build it. He was a failure the first year or two, and he talked about that, and then he decided, well, I'm just going to go to door to door and share the gospel, and that's how he built that church, is personally sharing the gospel, and we heard earlier on the program, still in his latter years, very popular, he would not miss a Thursday night to go out and share the gospel, knock on doors one-on-one. He did found the Evangelism Explosion program, and at the same time, he was very involved in social action. He showed that Christians could be evangelistic and involved in the culture war at the same time. But this Evangelism Explosion program was uh, a very unusual approach to witnessing and evangelism. And he had two questions he would ask people. The first one is this, suppose you were to die today and stand before God, and he were to ask you, what right do you have to enter into my heaven? What would you say? That's a question Dr. Kennedy would ask, and I would ask it to you today if you're listening to this program. If you were standing before God and he said, why would I let you into my heaven, or should I, what would be your answer? If it's because you've been a fairly good person or been nice to your neighbor or um, you go to church, now the answer is the wrong answer. That's a works answer. And that means it's something you think you might earn or deserve when the Bible says it's by grace that we are saved, not of works. It's a gift of God lest any man should boast. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. If we get what we deserve and earn, it's going to be death and judgment. The Bible says it's not by works of righteousness, but by his mercy that he saves us. And so one of the main messages of Dr. Kennedy was the mercy of God, the grace of God. That's how salvation comes. And of course, the way we get that mercy and that grace is through the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. Christ died for your sins so that you could be forgiven. He was buried, he was raised again, and he was seen by hundreds of people. If you believe he died for you and rose again, and you'll admit your sin and turn to Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, he'll forgive you and he'll change you. You've been listening to Jerry Johnson Live, a Christian worldview radio show. Join Dr. Jerry Johnson, President of Criswell College and Criswell Communications, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. for an hour of relevant discussion of news and culture from a Christian perspective. 